Hey, you. Yeah, you. Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Monty Man. Ain't gonna lie to you Good guys, bad boys, we're all the same Saved by grace is the name of the game Lay your burden down. Welcome to the Tink 12 Recovery Radio Show. Tony is in the house. Good morning. Marv's in the house. Yes, he is. And Denver is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. The great reality. And it is the reality. The reality is, rea- reality is, <laughs> Denver does not like the weather. So- soggy, but sober. Yeah. I I like it. I got my six shooters. <laughs> they make medication for that, you know. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> I got all my little toys, all of them. Yep, yep, yep. I missed the big cowbell. And, and an empty bang can somewhere. Yeah, my empty bang can. Yeah, huh? Bang, oh, bang, I bang. forgot. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, everybody. <clears throat> the topic this uh, on this episode is bulldozer recovery. What do we mean by that? So, Tony, have you heard of helicopter parenting? That's when you kind of just give them whatever they want to? Well, no, it, that's that's more bulldozer. Uh, helicopter parenting is where you're overprotective. You're Ho- following your child everywhere. You hover over them. Oh, that would be me then. You hover over them. I can't hover as much anymore, but I did. But you did. Yeah. Yeah. And how well did that work? <laughs> um, well. So bulldoze, bulldoze, it, it, it's it's kind of a new buzzword going around. Uh, bulldozer parenting is where the parent will will literally bulldoze any obstacle that maybe may come in the way of their oh. child, bulldoze it out of the way so the child doesn't have any difficulties, doesn't have any challenges, and they can just kind of go through life being successful without any kind of obstacles in their way. Or can they? Sometimes Mm -hmm. obstacles are really important. Mm -hmm. So bulldozer recovery is the same kind of thing, where maybe we're making recovery too soft, gooey, and fluffy for some folks. Mm. Um, Are we doing that? Uh, have we been too harsh? We're going to talk about that kind of thing uh, today. 
But uh, before we do that, of course, we like to give people an opportunity on this show, particularly give me the opportunity <laughs> to complain about something. Dun, dun, dun. If you have something to whine about, we want to hear about it. But it's got to be in good spirits. We don't want to hear bashing and, you know, character assassination. We want to have some fun with it. So if you have a whine, please send it in. And you can send it to Take 12 Radio. That's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio at Comcast.net. Because it's important to be able to complain Mm -hmm. in a world that is cheery all the time. (laughs) No, no. What what channel are you (laughs) tuning into, man? So that brings us to this, Stop of course. right there. Okay. It's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. My teeny weeny rainy baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything to whine about? Yes. Good. Okay. Here we go. So I've had my, my parents were very generous and sent me money for my clutch. Now I can't find anybody to replace it. So... Local peeps, hello, help. So you had somebody that was going to replace it, but uh-huh. you didn't have the money for it at the time, right? Mm-hmm. What happened to that guy? I don't know. Poof. Well, have you contacted him? Mm-hmm. Plenty not, of time. No might, response? That might no be response. a blessing. He might yeah, have got right. your money and not sh- <laughs> poofed again. Oh, no, we would have bought the part prior ahead. So you have the money for the part. part. You just need somebody to do the labor. The laborer. Hmm. So, yeah, now my butt's wet because I'm in this nasty weather. Butt wet. Butt wet. Yeah, or Egon. Or Egon. <laughs> so, I'm with Denver with the weather. Okay. All right. Marvin, anything to whine about? Not at this point. Not at this point. <laughs> he will before this is over. Marv's got good news. That's what he's Ooh. got. He does. We're going to talk about that here in a yeah. few minutes, too. I'm what about the last to know? No, you are not. <laughs> Denver, what do you have to whine about besides your gonna, typical? I'm not going to engage in anything. Your typical grinch. He never whine. I know. Oh, he <laughs> whines constantly. I do. He walks just, into the door. Of the I'm just studio. not going to air my dirty laundry. It's <laughs> measurable weather today. I don't worry. I'll come up with something real soon for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got a couple. All right. So, so my son purchases a ten thousand dollar tuba. 10,000 big ones. These things are not cheap. Apparently not. No. And he purchases it from Musician's Friend. Haven't you already had a... Musician's Friend a website. Haven't you already had a little run-in with him? No, I don't remember. But the the optimal word here is friend. Musician's Friend, right? $10,000 tuba. He gets it. It takes weeks to come, Right. It comes in. It comes. It's delivered in a box too big to fit in our door because the thing is huge. Oh yeah, two pieces are right. small. He he opens it up. He's all excited, and he's he's purchased a five valve tuba, and I I'm looking at it. I'm going, where's the fifth valve? And he looks at it. He goes, hmm, it's non-existent. <laughs> and he goes, this is the wrong <gasps> tuba. They sent him the wrong tuba. It was like a B flat instead of a C or something like that. I don't I don't understand that stuff, but it's completely wrong. To you. It's a ten thousand dollar mistake. So he's hot. Oh yeah. Right. So he calls musicians' friend up, and do you think that they could comp him anything or <gasps> you know? No. 
It's like, well, we're sorry. Send it back or we'll send you a refund. He goes, I don't want a refund. I want the right tuba, mm. right? So uh, that's what he decides to do first is they're going to – he's got to send the tuba back. They'll send him the right one. But then he finds out – this is great. The reason that they sent him the wrong tuba was the one that, that he wanted was back ordered. So they just decided to send him the wrong one. <laughs> By I'm sorry, Colin. Intentionally. Oh <laughs> I'm not laughing at Colin. I'm laughing at their stupidity. How do you know that? Because <laughs> hmm? they do... told him. Oh. oh, that was dumb. <laughs> that was dumb. Wasn't it? Oh, I would have gone off. Oh my gosh! You know, it's just, what made you think I wanted the wrong one? Well, the other one's back ordered, and we just figured that you could use this one. <laughs> no, no. So anyway, he, he's uh, so he had to send. Well, and then the case, the case is like four hundred bucks mm-hmm. because it's custom made to that tuba. Well, the case is didn't come at the same time. It came two weeks later. It's for the five valve. <laughs> right. Is it really? So he oh. sent he sent the four valve back, right? And then he had to wait for the case to come to send it back before they'd issue him a refund. In the meantime, the discount code that he got from Musician's Friend, this other company was going to match it, but they'll only match it to, to a certain length of time. So he's got to wait for all this stuff to go through before they issue him the refund, and it just caused this huge mess. Mm-hmm. It's a $10,000 mistake. Come on, musicians. Friend, step up to the plate and own your stuff. Does he have to pay for it going back to? No, thank goodness. He didn't, oh, have, okay. he didn't have to pay for any of that. I was going to say the shipping costs have right? to be humongous. It, it's, it's big. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't have to pay for that. Anyway, so now we're waiting for – now both of those have been sent here. Both of them have been sent back. Now he's waiting for the refund so he can get – um, the one, and it's from Germany, the the kind that, that he wants. Um, so anyway, that that's my whine about that. But more importantly, and way more fun, as far as a wine goes. Wait, that wasn't fun. Tinkerbell wine. Oh no! All right, li- listen, people. When you're in a movie theater, we went and saw Dumbo yesterday. <gasps> oh, how was it? Yeah, it was really. I liked it. <laughs> it was fun. I want to see it so bad. It was fun. Uh, a little scary for really little children. I wouldn't take your kid unless they're at least eight years old. You can have nightmares. But but um, there's got to be a way. I think maybe movie theaters ought to, ought to give you, with, with the, uh, the progression of, of audio equipment these days, earbuds so you can listen to the movie, right? Like via Bluetooth or something. So you don't have to listen to all the stupid Corn crunching. Oh, they have those. Do they? Yeah. Just well, say I'm... you're deaf. What? I use them when exactly. What? What? <laughs> I use them when I go to the movies. What is the? De- I don't know what it is, but when you're in a movie theater and everybody's rustling around in their popcorn bag <laughs> with their fingers, Monty, it's tradition. And the it's cellophane, a movie <laughs> the cellophane of the chocolate bars is crunch crinkling. It's, I just want to stand up and say, "Shut up!" Yeah, but it's you annoying. remember back in the day we had the bo- oh, bottle opener noises when we, you know, snuck our. Mm-hmm, oh no, I coughed. Oh. <laughs> And so when I open my beer in the theater, I go, 
If you drank vodka, you didn't have that Yeah, problem. so you just heard the... <laughs> oh, no, screw the middleman. What about just drink those it right out the bottle. people that are trying to get the very last drop out of their Pepsi cup? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Wow. But I never realized how annoying it was. You know, and you got a theater filled with people crunching their popcorn. I mean, it just <coughs> somebody, some, something's got to be done about it. We can't burn them down because I want to see them. No, I, I know. <laughs> anyway, so that's really all I have to whine about. Musician's friend and noisy theaters. But when Colin gets the right tuba in <coughs> case, I'll burn them down. Dum-dum-dum. <laughs> All right, so we can't leave with just that, right? Yes. All righty. It's time for the Monty Man's weekly win. It's going to be a win out there somewhere. Okay. be interesting. <laughs> Colin is out of the house! Woo! <laughs> Woo-hoo! We Wait, got... I thought he was already out. Huh? I thought he was already well, out. Well, you think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy, Colin. Good boy. <laughs> Leave him you would think he was out of the house. <laughs> um, he is absolutely, officially out of the house now. Uh, he's got his own apartment and um, getting it getting it ready. Well, I don't know if he's getting it ready. He's kind of a no-nonsense kid, right? Mm. There's nothing on the walls. <laughs> there probably never will be. Because he's Not busy. until she moves in, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So they're getting married in May, right? And so he's getting the apartment all ready and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he, he is, uh, the whole upstairs is now vacant. Uh, so now the other other son is going. The upstairs is vacant, huh? Oh my god! I mean, no, 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 no. You and that's Amber. That's Nala's not, room. <laughs> that's Nala's room, right? Um, but no, good for him. And yeah. so I, I was telling Marsha, I said, you know, I I miss Colin, you know, but that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, you're supposed to to raise your kids in preparation to be able to do what they do away from you. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, so. You can do what you do, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love Marv. And, and you know, and, and this really is a great segue into the topic today because uh, if we're sponsoring people, if we're working with people in recovery, uh, even if we're not sponsoring, we're just coming alongside of them, being their friend, and so forth. Shouldn't we be doing everything we can do to help prepare them mm-hmm. um, to be able to themselves? meet some obstacles that the real world is going to throw at them and be able to do that successfully. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. But but he's moved out. And the other thing that is the win is I'm 63 years old and I've never purchased a brand new washer and dryer. Oh. And we did. Right on. I would never think that I'd ever be excited about that. Is it red? No, it's not red. <laughs> I wish it were red. Is it the front load type no, deal? No, we didn't want front load because the gaskets on those things have a tendency to leak. Um, so they've changed them out now. They don't have gaskets. they got this real hard vinyl stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you dent it, it's going to leak. And the drums, because they're sideways, 
right? The motor, it's a lot harder on the motor. It's, it's, it, they go out a lot quicker. Um, they're pretty and everything, but we did, she, Marcia, primarily Marcia did not want one of those. So we, we got a Maytag, mm-hmm. right? It's got a 10 year warranty on it, which mm-hmm. is marvelous. The drum is <clears throat> huge. There's no agitator in it because the agitators today tear up your clothes really, really mm. bad. There's there's kind of a mini agitator. It's only a couple inches like on the bottom. On the bottom. Yeah. And it's weird because what it does, it senses the weight of your clothes. And you don't just throw your clothes in like you wrap it around the the agitator. You put them in, in clumps and it it measures the balance of it and that tells it how much water to give you. Uh-huh. It's Of course, that means it has sensors that can go out. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. But with a 10-year warranty, that's a pretty good deal. So we got a brand new washer and dryer. And I think that is really awesome. At least they sent you the right washer and dryer. At least we got the right washer <laughs> Right. What's this? A tuba? We didn't order a tuba. It's got five valves. <laughs> right. I almost spit out my coffee. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so much for that. Don't so you have what? No. Oh, I thought you said Marv has good news. I thought that would be. He does have good news, but we're oh, gonna, okay. we're going to talk about that. Well, let's do, let's talk about that right now. So, I just figure if it's a win, it's a, or if it's good, it's a win. Coming up on Saturday, April sixth, for all you local yokels, right? An afternoon with the Cowboys. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Cowboys. Saturday, April 6th, from 1 to 4 at Kirk's Ferry in Brownsville. Tell us about it, Marv. Oh, we're pretty excited about it, really, because we've got uh, Tom Swearingen is uh, coming up, and he was up for Poet of the Year last year. And nice. uh, Dwayne Nelson will be there, who uh, he was up for CD of the Year for Cowboy Poetry. Wow. Oh, nice. And uh, and then a songbird extraordinaire, Rachel Wilson, will be there. And Jim Crotz and uh, myself and a couple other people. And uh, But we're really excited about it because yeah. these guys are really good, really right. good. And um, it was interesting. I had a newspaper reporter call me up. And uh, and she had no idea what it was, and so I had an opportunity to talk to her. And you know what we're what we're doing is this the kind of thing you can bring the whole family. You know, right? Little kids, Very grandma, and grandpa. Yeah. It's wholesome entertainment, and and for our part of it, what we're trying to do is uh, uh, not really promote, but keep cowboy culture alive as it was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, not uh, the kind of stuff you see today going right. on mm-hmm. so some of the poetry some of the music you know goes back to the uh, middle late 1800s and then of course there is some contemporary uh, stuff too but uh, yeah it's pretty neat people have been showing up to our shows uh, and uh and they enjoy it. Yeah. They really enjoy oh, Mark, it. Mark, so. will you be arriving on Badger? <gasps> no. No, I'm going to have to leave Badger home. That's That'd That like was the, the news I was entrance. speaking of. It's oh, like the grand oh. finale. <laughs> Marv's got a new ride. Oh, he's new? 
pretty new. Yeah, oh, I didn't I've know had that. him about a month and a half. For the listeners' sake, Aww. that is his new horsey. Yes, so yes. One soggy buckskin gelding. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you called him that. <laughs> well, and, and you know, people might be wondering, you know, because how old is he? Five. Five. We we've had people. Rarely, but we've had people email us or make comments on the shows like on YouTube and Podomatic and, you know, what's any of this got to do with recovery? I mean, why don't you guys get to the point, you know, cut the garbage and blah, 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 blah. Every once in a while, we'll get a naysayer like that. And that's fine. We welcome their comments. But I'll tell you what this has to do about recovery is because these these are things like what you're doing, Marv. This is part of the of your world, of your healthy world, of, of a world that, that is brand new and fresh from the stuff that you did before that wasn't so fresh but was yeah. kind of rotten, right? Yeah. I mean, Well, and you know what, too, Monty? Um, what really humbles me up is uh, we've done shows in Sweet Home and Lebanon and Brownsville, and every time a multitude – of AA people show they up. They show up, yeah. And it humbles me that that uh, that I would be that fortunate to have yeah. people like that in my life that, you know, care, they enjoy themselves, they're entertained. And so, you know, hey, there's some recovery going on. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and it's nice to know that, that, that people in our recovery fellowships can be supportive um you know, towards us outside of a 12-step support meeting with the things we're doing in, in, in our lives. Um, because the whole idea here is to learn how to become productive members of society mm-hmm. and be of maximum service to God and the people he puts in our lives. And so if we just gather in the rooms, that's the only place we gather, then r- really what, what life is that? I mean, we we can hide out in the basements of our churches all day long and, and never recover. So this is a prime example of recovery in, in action. And if the listeners could see Mark's face in these pictures, he's so, like, at ease, like, in his room. He's at peace. Yeah. He, he doesn't crack a smile much, but he's happy in those pics. Oh, he's smiling behind that mustache. Yeah, he's smiling right now because we're talking about honey badger. No, so, it's not honey So badger. an afternoon with the Cowboys, Saturday, uh, April 6th from 1 to 4 at Kirk's Ferry in Brownsville, Oregon. It's a really cool place, too. It's a great setting for that. You know, it's very – Oh, it's, yeah. you've got a really neat environment in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to go so bad. All right. Well, there, there, there's the uh, the winds. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Take 12 Recovery Radio is a listener-supported radio station. Hi, this is Monty Meyer, CEO of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. We have come to a place of urgency in our ability to continue what we believe is an invaluable resource and vital ministry for those in the recovery community, their families, and those seeking recovery from addictive illness. Addiction is the number one health crisis in our world, and recovery from addiction gets the least amount of attention due to stigma. We here at Take 12 Recovery Radio have been working very hard to break that stigma but we can't do it without your help. The truth is we are in need of your financial support to continue 
to broadcast. What we ask is that you consider a financial gift today. You can send a check or pay by credit card and even set up a reoccurring payment. Simply visit us at Take12Radio.com and click on the Donate button at the bottom of the page. Your gift, regardless of the amount, will allow us to continue speaking the hope of recovery to thousands of listeners all over the world. Thank you for your consideration, and may God bless you. He's insane. He's a control freak. So, what's your point? It's the Monty Man at Take12Radio.com on your internet dial. Welcome back to the show. The topic on this episode is bulldozer recovery. I have a question. Yes. Has Cecil gone south? I think Cecil went to Mexico. Yeah, you see. <laughs> We're all getting tired. No, of but I, he didn't join the Border Patrol. No, he, he didn't. <laughs> uh, I no, think they'd all run I, if they saw Cecil. I have been informed, though, that next week Cecil's coming back with some pretty cool trivia uh-oh yeah so get ready <laughs> uh all right uh bulldozer recovery so um have we are we are we getting soft with people in our recovery circles i mean anywhere from treatment to 12-step support meetings um to whether it's aana al-anon celebrate recovery whatever it is um, have we been too harsh at times? Have we not been firm enough? Uh, so bulldozer recovery would be, you know, some of us acting as bulldozers going in front of the new guy or gal, pushing all the obstacles out of their way so they can have a successful recovery. We, you know, kind of like, so let me give you an example. In treatment, some people have said that we've gone soft by introducing things like Suboxone, uh-huh. which is is uh, a, 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 it's for the purpose of weaning people off of opiate-based uh, drugs in order to make the detox process less painful. Because I got to tell you, I've detoxed off of opiate-based pain medications when I had surgery, and it's hell. It's literally hell. I'm all for anything that'll help that. But are we in the attempt to make things easier? Are we kind of padding, padding the process a little bit? And maybe people aren't experiencing. So I didn't have Suboxone. And I got to tell you, I never want to put that stuff in my body ever again. I mean, you could. I told my wife, I said, unless, unless I have a need of surgery that is life-threatening, if I don't have it, I, you're not cutting on me anymore because I don't want to go back to that ever, ever. Is there something to be said about having to experience some harshities in, in order to appreciate our sobriety? Um, so that's one area. What about this thing in meetings? Well, we'll love you so you can love yourself and we'll pour your coffee for you. Welcome to the meeting. We don't want to push you too hard. 
you know, you don't really have to work any steps. Just read them on the wall and share about your day. And, you know, are, are we making it too easy? Or have we been the other way? Have we been too harsh? So what are your thoughts? Who wants to start? Hmm. <laughs> We're all sitting here looking at each other. Yeah. Well, I know. Okay, and I'll just kind of tell on myself. Like, um, I'll sponsor, but, but it. I have a really hard time not getting personal. So I can somewhat, I know I have it in my head to do the bulldozer recovery at times. So are you codependent towards your sponsees a little bit then? I, I'm not quite sure what it is yet. I've been trying mm. to work on that. And so that's why I haven't sponsored for a while. So, okay. you know, people need to know I'm human too and I'm not this perfect sponsor and everything right. like that. And so that's why I do other things. I go to my meetings, you know, when I can. And I come here and do this. And I, you know, do outreach programs through, you know, my own resources and I do stuff at church. Now I do, I signed up for stuff at church Right. yesterday. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Proud of you. I only went to the, well, the member class, but we're going to go from there. So I figure if there's other things I can do to keep me in my own right mind and not get attached and hurt them right. while I'm still getting my backbone. Sure. And what learning. do you, what do you think, Tony, though, as you sit, as you sit in your 12 step meetings, do you, do you see people kind of babying people along? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah? But I also see the reverse, too, where it's like they're just way too harsh. And so that's a catch-22. It can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. But everybody, like my sponsor, I don't know. She has a super sponsor, and my sponsor is just amazing. Yeah. So what's your has your sponsor been tough on you? Oh, God. She's made me cry sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what I needed at that moment. Right. You know, it's it's kind of like when you grow throughout sobriety, you have little milestones and little hurdles and little even accomplishments. So it's good, take sure. good with bad. But there's sometimes right. your sponsor needs to, you know, whip that whip and tough love and make you cry a little bit and think and then make you pray after you think. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Marv? Should we, yeah. should we hold people's feet to the fire? And and what should we do here? Uh, you know, no, I better not say that. <laughs> oh, why not? I was going to quote John Wayne, but it may not be proper in this situation. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know what? Um, you know, you're right. Sometimes that line is very hard to determine. Mm. Um but uh, I do have a kind of a general idea. Um, you know what? God did not chase me around and try to get me to do things his way. God allowed me to go the full length of my rope till my hand finally slipped off the knot mm. and I found myself in a mud hole before he said, hey, I'm here. And that's the way um, I feel about a lot of stuff in this program as, and, uh, and sponsorship, too. Right. So, um, to me, when you're doing the kind of stuff, the bulldozing stuff, you're right. enabling people. Um, boom. You know, it goes, it's beyond, to me, it's beyond reasonable. Yeah. 
we had that situation in, in, in the meeting here about a month ago. Somebody come in and they're crying and carrying on. And they went back out and, oh, oh you know, and, and people were jumping up and hugging this person. Oh, it'll be okay. You're mm-hmm. going to be all right. And, uh, and it's not okay. And then through the meeting, you know, people yeah. talked and says, oh, yeah, you did it. You're, you're back. You're back. Keep coming back, you know, and all this. And uh, finally I talked and I said, look, I says, I'm not going to pussyfoot around about this. This leads to death. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to do the work that they talk about in these meetings. Yeah. Patting you on the back and giving you hugs and telling you everything is okay is only good for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's really how I feel about it. I had that happen to me. It's been done to me all my life. Yeah. And uh, God did not chase me around. And, oh, you poor little guy, you know, here, I'm God. I'm going to make everything perfect. No. That's right. That's not the way it works. Right. Sorry, good that's imp- just yeah. my opinion. Uh, uh, yeah, good, very, very good point. So, so sometimes, I mean, I think positive affirmation is important. Yes, a- as well as it goes. But let's get down to business now. So, so how many of those people that are patting that guy or gal on the rear end and saying it's okay are willing to put their own stuff aside for a time to actually sit down, open the book? take them through the process and hold their feet to the fire? Or are they just willing to give them hugs and kisses and tell them it's okay when it's not okay? Relapse is not okay. It is not a part of recovery until it happens. But then it's only a part of recovery mm-hmm. when when people can come alongside of you and say, okay, now, now the hugs are over. Time to get busy with this thing. And I, I, because if I just show back up after a relapse and everybody's, you know, giving me a cake and patting me on the back, but nobody's willing yeah. to step up and, and hold me accountable, that's not helpful. What do you think, Denver? Enabling is a word that we're familiar with yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly where I was going to go with this enabling recovery. Uh, it is important to be there and help people or receive help. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's important is receiving it too. But I have also learned that uh, for me, if I don't earn some of it myself, it doesn't stick well. If, if I got somebody that's going to uh, reward me for my bad behavior. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Then I'm going to continue my bad behavior. Yeah. And I will play that card even even to the point of uh, way past where I should. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I will continue to do that. And mm-hmm. it's just the way I believe humans are. And I know for me, that's the way I am. So at some point, it's wonderful to have somebody there with you, stand with you, uh, lead you in. You know, right. get your feet wet, and then uh, there comes a point where you're going to uh, hopefully want to do this on your own, mm-hmm. not have to do it, but you're going to want to because it's a very rewarding process of our recovery when you can uh, do some of this on your own. Yeah. Because it, it is your program. 
it's not somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As long as I, I think it's it's your program. If you're doing the program, mm. and, and you take ownership of it, and I think it's okay to call it your program when you're taking ownership of it. But to develop your own program without any guidance, then that's not your program right. anymore. It's just a mess. Mm. Right. You need yeah. somebody to get your feet wet. I guess. Right. Show you the way. So there, there's something that is that has come up. Um, I, I, it, it isn't really new. They're just being very open about it now. And there's this the marijuana maintenance program thing. Mm-hmm. People have been doing it for years, but now they're they're pushing it. They're you know, and there are many circles where it says, well, you know, we'd rather that you be smoking pot than going out doing opiates. <laughs> that's that's my family. Yeah, right. Why don't you smoke weed instead of drink? Because I like to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but but there's this there's this whole thing now about about you know let's make it easier on the person. Let's let's introduce marijuana. You know it, it's a natural plant. Well, so is hemlock. <laughs> but you don't put it in your body. It's a it's a poisonous plant. Oh, <laughs> you, you know you don't you don't chew on poison ivy leaf, leaves just because it's natural. So that doesn't fly. But there's this whole idea that well, it's a lesser of two evils or ten evils or whatever. So let's go ahead and we'd rather see that you're stoned, you know, out of your mind than driving drunk, mm-hmm. right? Well, I get that. I don't want you driving drunk either, but. Are we bulldozing some of these? And then is it recovery at all? Mm. You know, we're keeping people in a state uh, uh, of a mind altered state and saying, boy, haven't we done a good job? They're not on opiates anymore. I want to chime in on this a little bit. Um, I know a person, no names mentioned, but I know a person that got on Suboxone. Is that what it is? Yeah, Suboxone, yeah. Yeah. They got a, a year long prescription you know they're supposed to be weaning off heroin mm. well he got himself into a bind he went to detox got cleaned off of it everything and then he chose to go back over and get that script filled up again for a for know. the suboxone yeah. yeah right so to me he's just continuing this i had a long talk with him right? about it. it's like dude if you can you're in a safe place if you can bear through this get over this hurdle you know and begin actual recovery, then it's going to be better than you dragging this out over a year's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because really, I don't think he's got the intention of quitting. He's going, oh, I got, I'm legal. I got this prescription, right? And you know, and he gets real giddy mm-hmm. if he doesn't have it. Yeah, or actually- he gets real excited when he knows he's going to get it. So I see the addiction behavior the right there. Still, yeah, it's still alive and well. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, no popsicle was or my old roommate said. Right. She was that way too. She would um she was a year off like your friend. But you could tell when she didn't have it and then you can tell when she over had it like she got her refill. Right. And she was up all the time. It's the same stuff almost, but yeah. her doctor wasn't doing uh taking her down right. or anything. She just kept refilling it. And I, Which is sad. And, and you know, it's interesting because in the work that, that I do, and Denver's been there too, you know, I've worked with, with uh, people that uh, directly in the treatment arena, 
and the question comes up on a pretty regular basis, what about marijuana? Mm-hmm. You know, well, what about marijuana? One one guy said, what about caffeine? I said, do you have a problem with caffeine? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. before he can answer, I said, because if you do, maybe you shouldn't be drinking caffeine. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to get me to say, well, I drink caffeine, and that's okay. No, if you got a problem with it, don't drink it. Mm-hmm. And if you need help not to, there are... There is Caffeine Anonymous, believe mm-hmm. it or not. There's anything anonymous. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a 12-step program for everything. But the deal of it is, um, I, I think we, we're getting away from serious recovery. I mean, we're supposed to be learning to be productive members of society. I'm sorry, but you mm-hmm. cannot be a productive member of society and walk around stoned. Mm-hmm. You are not. And for those of you or you listen to this show that are justifying smoking marijuana, I'm sorry you are not sober. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, you are not sober. You're not recovered. You're not in recovery. You're lying to yourself. You can turn the show off now if you want to, but get real. In recovery, we're, we're, we deal with the initial issue, but things are opened up and it's a personal growth thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it. Too much too much caffeine, too much ice crunching, whatever. If it is compelling you to just, that's all you can yeah. think about, you do have a problem. You have a problem. All right. Yeah. Once you get past that, then you start to realize when you actually get into recovery, you're going, man, I got some areas I need to work on. And that's where the, the, the hoot of this recovery really starts to come in. You start learning more about yourself, and uh, it's... It's a bigger walk than just stopping, for me, drinking. Yeah. Like the it. steps are hard for a reason. They're not meant to be no. easy to get you sure. over a hurdle. I mean, Yeah, if it was easy. It well, takes a lot of You'd get a certificate and, and it'd be done. And praying and, yeah. And you got to do them over and over and over again. You're not done. So I like what Narcotics Anonymous says in their basic text. Uh, when they're referring to alcohol. They, you know, they say um, many of us... Uh, have viewed alcohol separately, but we cannot be confused about this. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is a drug. We must abstain from all drugs in order to recover. All. All. Oh, well, what about Advil? Oh, come on. You know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. I love it when people try to split airs like that. <laughs> it's like you're just trying to make a justification. Get get out, out of your own way here. You know what we're saying. Um. You know, but so I think we're, we, we've been we're welcoming people in the rooms of AA, for instance, and saying, oh, yeah, you're in recovery just because you're, you're smoking pot. That's an outside issue. Mm-hmm. You're in recovery. No, it's not an outside issue. What is the primary inside issue in Alcoholics Anonymous? To become spiritually fit. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't do that if you're changing and altering your consciousness. You just, you can't do that. The primary the primary focus is not alcohol. Mm. People in AA need to get over that. That is a symptom. That is not right. the problem. Exactly. Since we're on this subject, I have a question for you because I kind of had a first step call the other night. Yeah. From, well, somebody in Washington that I'm okay. very dear to. Well, they're going to two separate groups, her and her husband. Yeah. Um, well, she's from Washington, but she lives somewhere else now, but, um, his group told him, and I don't know exactly details on how much he drinks, not to stop drinking or just cut down. 
What do you think about that? Because I was like, I know, like, in some cases, depending on how much you drink, that it can, like, jolt your system. Okay. I know that. All right. There are people that are, who who need medical detoxification okay. from alcohol. Because when she told me that, I was like, I've never So I don't, without talking to them, I really wouldn't know. But yeah. but the deal of it, is, I mean, in the old days, they used to carry bathtub, bathtub gin around with them in their glove boxes. Uh-huh. So they could get the poor guy from the bar to the hospital without him dying, mm-hmm. right? Because if he just abruptly stopped drinking, he'd go into DTs and sometimes they would die. Yeah. I, I, I get that, right? But that was for the purpose of getting him to medical detox. Oh, okay. Right. But as far as like <laughs> recovery goes. Yeah. Don't stop drinking? What are you, out of your mind? Yeah. They're like, just cut down uh, for now. And I'm like... Well, okay. I know you can get a jolt, but I, you know, no well, that's that's bulldozer. That's yeah. bulldozer. <laughs> I needed that year long for. Well, that's why I asked it because I was just like, you know, that doesn't sound too correct. Yeah, that's bulldozer recovery. Okay. Yeah, you know, you you may need to get violently ill in order to appreciate <laughs> yeah. the dilemma yeah. you're in. Amen. And that's why I told her, you know, when yeah. I was in that week in jail, that was the worst detox ever. Right. Because I was drinking so much, I was like, oh my god. Sure. That was heck. sure. So there's there's organizations, Rational Recovery, for instance, Smart Recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, people will say, well, whatever works. Yeah, but is it working? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that teaches you that that um, minimal use is okay as long as you're not breaking the law anymore, as long as you're not driving mm-hmm. and drinking. But it's okay to just cut back. Okay. If that's what you want in your life, mm-hmm. if you want to compromise that in your life, and and uh, and that's all you want to do, my hat's if, off to you, I guess. Um, if you, if you that's can not do recovery. That. If you can do that, maybe you don't have a problem. Well, the point maybe to bring you don't this have up a problem. Not yeah. to like point them out. It's just I'm sure there's other people out there that have had that same advice, and I just wanted to kind of kick it around. Well, again, we're living in a world that wants to soften everything Mm -hmm. because, heaven forbid, anybody goes through a tough time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And it's not just millennials. I mean, we got to get over this thing. We're living in a world of victims. We are. Yeah. And people are quick to point out, well, the millennials have this attitude. Let me tell you something. This has been going on. A lot longer than the millennial yeah. era goes. The baby boomers have been doing it. Generation X has been doing it. You know, yeah. some some actually even feel that a lot of this started back uh, during World War II when 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 folks that went through the war and, and the depression and and because we don't want our kids to go through what we went through, mm-hmm. they went overboard and are trying to protect their kids from every little thing. And so that it's it's morphed into this huge overprotective mode, and we're being helicopter parents, we're being recovery uh, bulldozing parents, and now we're doing it in our recovery circles. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me to watch our twelve step recovery communities follow the downward spiral of some of the stuff that's going on in our world. Mm-hmm. It's like they're right behind it, and they're going downhill too. Sorry, guys. That's just the way I see it. We're not holding people's feet to the fire. You know, we're, we're, we're you know, I, I'd get a sponsee and the guy would say, you know, will you be my sponsor? I said, let's go count the cost. I'll meet you for coffee at Pops and we'll, we'll talk about this. And the guy wouldn't show up. 
I'd see him at a meeting. What happened to you? Oh, well, I had this come up or that come up. You couldn't pick up the phone? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that, right? That happens a lot. It does. And I'm, so, I'm sorry. It happened to me, too. I don't have time for you. There are people waiting in the wings that need sponsors. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for somebody who wants to soft pedal this thing. It, it's, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. Because there are people that are dead serious, and they welcome that structure. Mm-hmm. And they want it because they want to save their lives. Mm-hmm. If you want to mamby pamsy it around, I don't know. Go to Smoke Pot Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke pot. Or it's okay to I drink use, Anonymous. An I used those exact words the other day in a meeting. Mamby Did you? Pamby. Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so there's... A, Go ahead. Real quick. Yeah. There's another aspect, and we talked about it before the show, about bulldozing. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is just kind of the way I see it, maybe. Sure. I I don't know about the validity of it, but there's another uh, aspect of this thing to where what it is is people take you hostage to get what they want. Uh, it's kind of the give an example uh, of uh, uh, opposite. Yeah. Well, and it ha- and it has to do with several things. Of course, there's uh, obviously drugs and alcohol and the, the addiction aspect. And but then along with that is their neediness. They they're uh, they're they almost uh, can't survive if mm. they don't have somebody they can clutch onto. Mm-hmm. Right and and then and then once they do, the only thing that you're ever going to hear coming out of their mouth is is uh, what's wrong in their life. Right, you know they got a weekly wine every day. It could be everything from <laughs> marriage to uh, economics to uh, grandkids, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. every time, and my experience is every time you talk to them. Uh, if you're unaware of what's going on, so you're trying to give them your experience, what mm-hmm. you've learned in the mm-hmm. program, but then all of a sudden, about the eighth or ninth time you're meeting with them, you find out they haven't paid any attention uh-huh. to any of it. Right. Right. All, all they want is to grab onto you and hold on and yeah. take you hostage. Yeah. So in but- in my mind, that's another from a different direction of the bulldozing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I, I do. Yeah, and, and so it's interesting because where I worked, there there was a new guy that came in, and he's he's like that, you know. And he says, well, I can't promise I'm going to be here on Monday when you get back. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> highway out of here. <laughs> I said, there's no barbed wire out here. Yeah. This is America. You can walk out of here anytime you want to. You came to us. Mm-hmm. I said, so, I mean, if you're depending on me, you're going to be sorely hurting. Mm-hmm. Because I'm broken, too. You know, and so, yeah, so those guys, they'll, they'll do that. They'll latch on. They'll find somebody. It's almost like a recovery leech. A- emotional you know? vampires. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't watch out, they will drain you dry. Mm-hmm. They will. Re- they really will. Um, Bruce used to say, uh, there's nothing more, uh, nothing more will, will show your own character defects than working with another alcoholic or addict. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, and it's true if you're it not is. if you're not careful if you don't stand your ground if you don't if you're not able to make some strong boundaries uh, I've had sponsors where I've had to say look at what's that got to do with what we're talking about right now mm-hmm. we're talking about this right now let's stay on point you know well you know my dog ran away I get that I get that that's painful let's talk about how you walk through the pain let's stop talking about the bad fence that you built because somebody ripped you off and they didn't set it right in the cement. I mean, they'll go on and on and on and and they'll, they'll take you down a trail that uh, you you just don't want to go down. So, um, yeah, I, I had a guy tell me uh, the other day that he goes, he was there. He's been, been at the center where I work. He's been there for four days and he came into my office. He goes, I will not be mistreated like this. I said, exactly how... You don't even realize. I know, right? I said, what exactly have you been mistreated? And he says, well, I need a counselor now. I said, well, you're on orientation. You need to just relax. We're not asking too much from you. My door's always open. I'm over the counselors at this center. So I'll I'll speak with you. He goes, well, what kind of credentials do you have? Oh, boy. I'm like... I'm a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) I'm a dope fiend. There you go. I know. Yeah, right. I know things. And I'm like, you know, and so I got done talking with him. He goes, so when am I going to get my counseling? I'd already counseled with him for an hour. I said, you're going to get an actual assigned counselor on Wednesday. Well, I need one now. It's like, what do we just do? (laughs) Uh, it, you know, so I could have soft pedaled him and said, oh, you poor guy. You know what? I'll tell you what. On my days off, I'll come in and you and I will talk. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. No. Yeah. He, he needs one of my old counselors. <laughs> <laughs> um, another guy told me, he said, this is like prison in here. <laughs> I'm like, what about it is like prison? I, I, the tile, maybe, because the walls have tons of tile. I said, but I, I don't get it. I mean, you just went to the beach. You guys went to the park yesterday. You, you know, you're going to a movie next week. What? what? I, I, I don't I, get it. I heard concentration camp out there. Oh, concentration <laughs> camp. And I just had to say, you really don't have a clue, do you? So I'm thinking maybe sometimes these, some of these guys need a concentration camp. Just to, I don't know. So if you're in a circle where you're, where you're experiencing this bulldozer thing and somebody is moving all the obstacles out of your way so you can just be successful, I got to tell you, it'll come back to bite you. You know, I mean, just even being a parent, I mean, our job is to prepare our children for the real world. And there are parents that will, will do this stuff. And when you're sponsoring somebody or you're being a mentor or a spiritual advisor, there's kind of a parenting aspect going on here. Mm. And if 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 you're making the path easy for somebody, uh, you could be guilty of the, of contributing to their overdose. You really could be, and I don't want that on my shoulders. You know, the other part of the story, though, Monty, if you agree with me or not, is is sometimes I want to make it easy for somebody. Yes, that's I, part I, of the problem. That is too. part of the problem, <laughs> and that's where. You know, Denver was talking about enabling, and yeah. yeah but I find I've I've got to pay attention to what I'm thinking mm. about yeah. during these kind of things. I hear you. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Mm. Mm. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Denver. <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> we'll leave on a positive. Let note. it stop raining. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> no, I hope so. All right. So uh, this is this is really great. So the closing song is by uh, Michael and the Messengers. It's called Winos, Winers, and Winners. <laughs> wow. Here's Michael Purrington. When you first walk into these rooms, it's easy to get confused. We got quite a cast of characters here. So let me simplify it for you. There's three basic kinds of recovery. There's staying sober three different ways. There's winos, whiners, and winners. All not drinking today. Winos, whiners, and winners. Looking to be happy, joyous, and free. There's winos, whiners, and winners. Of each one in me. Winos smell like a brewery. They come for the coffee and company. They ain't got a buck for the basket, but at least they ain't got the DTs. Winers are innocent victims. They analyze their lives when they talk. Steer clear of martinis and shivas Courtesy of Freud and Dr. Spock Winos, whiners, and winners Looking to be happy, joyous, and free There's winos, whiners, and winners There's a little bit of each one in me Now the winners Walk when they talk And they don't have a whole lot to say They're grateful for all they've got And grateful to give it all away Now the moral of this story Is that the moral is not up to us And the winos, whiners and winners Gratefully remain anonymous. Winos, whiners, and winners Looking to be happy, joyous, and free There's winos, whiners, and winners and there's a little bit of each one in me No, there's a whole lot of each one in me Michael and the Messengers with their song, Winos, Winers, and Winners. Hey, listen, a special thank you, a very special thank you to our sponsors here at Take 12 Recovery Radio. We could not stay on the air without you. If you would like to become a Take 12 Recovery Radio sponsor and help us broadcast the best in recovery talk and positive music, you can do so by going to Take12Radio.com, scrolling down to the bottom of the page, and clicking on the Donate button. No amount is too small. We appreciate you so, so very much. Until our next broadcast, 
This is the Monty Man, along with all of us here in the studio today. We're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty.